This episode is brought to you by Crossville. You design incredible spaces, Crossville makes incredible surfaces. Get to know the trusted source for highest quality porcelain tile panels, countertops, porcelain and ceramic tile, natural stone, and glass tile for commercial and residential use. A family-owned American company, Crossville serves designers and architects, making it simple to specify confidently. Never compromise the look you want to get the advanced product features you need. Order free tile samples at crossvilleinc.com. When you're using a wall covering, sometimes it's limiting in how you can apply it, whereas tile is timeless, it's durable, it's beautiful finishes, and now with the quality bar being raised so high, it's almost like it's limitless. When you give people a tile with these type of sizes and expanse to it, we can now start to replace less durable finishes with the more durable finish of porcelain, and we can actually start to go into areas that we've never been in before. Hi everyone, I'm Amy Devers and this is Neo Conversations, Neocon's official podcast about the exciting changes and issues impacting the commercial design industry. This season, we're doing a deep dive into innovations in materials, sustainability, and flexible design. In this episode, we're talking about the evolution of tile surfacing. What used to be only available in small format tiles is now available in large format panels and countertop slabs. This exciting innovation in tile surfacing opens up all kinds of design opportunities. To help us understand the technology and applications, we're talking to experts in the tile industry. My name is Laura Muller. I'm from Los Angeles. My studio is based primarily in Los Angeles with projects locally from Santa Barbara to San Diego. I am the CEO and founder and owner of Four Point Design Build, Inc. My work includes interior design, architectural detailing, space planning, project management, with a strong specialization in luxury kitchens, baths, and whole home remodels. We have a diverse portfolio of projects that include restaurants, residential, and commercial new constructions and remodel, um, tenant improvements, hospitality, medical offices, and restoration. I'm Frank Douglas. Uh, I live in Knoxville, Tennessee. I work in Crossville, Tennessee, where our factory is located. I'm vice president of business development for Crossville, so I'm involved in bringing new products into the company and looking for new opportunities. I do this because I, after a long time of being in this business, I continue to really enjoy it. And this, this opportunity that we're talking about today is just an exciting new area that, that our company decided to move into. My name is Noah Chitty. Uh, I also live here in Knoxville, Tennessee with Frank uh, and work in Crossville, Tennessee. Uh, I am the director of technical services for Crossville. We oversee a lot of the different parts of the technical conversation at Crossville. And I've always enjoyed ceramics and glass and I enjoy the tile industry and the ceramics part of it and uh, being able to give back. Crossville is a great company to work for, so uh, being able to be involved with the industry um, and grow our industry as a whole. So, Laura, you wear a lot of hats as CEO. Can you give us a sense of your work and how you approach your projects? Well, having a background in the theater, we really do approach every project very holistically from the production side, from the budget side, from the art side, and from the execution side. So having the opportunity to be design build, we also incorporate 
gathering the team members, which makes the project very streamlined from start to finish. And we basically approach them the very first meeting with all of those entities at the table so that the project can be controlled and organized. We, we look at it like we're producing a show. So we're talking this episode about tile and how tile has evolved. And tile as a surface can be very dramatic, very practical, very orderly. I'm wondering, have you worked with tile products in your work? And what do you love about tile surfaces? Well, first and foremost, tile is one of those great surfaces that you can clean. And then <laughs> the idea that you can clean it uh, and that it's now as diverse as any other magical design product we work with, it's a perfect response to so many applications from kitchens and baths, especially um, from flooring to ceiling applications now, uh, exterior building facades. I mean, tile is probably our go-to. If we could do everything in tile, we probably would. Um, because it just lasts. It's strong and durable, and it's beautiful. So I think that's that's key for when you're specifying something for longevity. Absolutely. And I think there's something really honest about it. Just, you know, it's clay and fire and glaze, and that's very timeless. So no matter what format you use the tile in, it always is going to have that timeless timeless aspect to it because of the material that it's made from. Mm -hmm. So tile, though, is evolving into exciting new territory. Can you tell us what you're seeing or what you're using or excited to use as far as innovative and refreshing uses of tile surfaces? What's fabulous in tile and the world of tile and how we as designers and builders can access it is when it becomes really good quality. And what I really love is that I'm seeing the quality of the digital world of tile really, really expanding. So now we can do art on mosaics, the size uh, is incredible because we can go from half-inch tile to large jumbo tiles and the resolution from photography and art that's being able to be used on tile is really coming so far along that it's almost hard to tell that it's a tile, which is really exciting in the world of concept design. We do a lot of high concept, high branding, restaurants, etc. that um, when you're using a wall covering Sometimes it's limiting in how you can apply it, whereas tile is, it's timeless, it's durable, it's beautiful finishes. And now with the quality bar being raised so high, it's almost like it's limitless. And so for a designer to sit down and start to develop a concept for a new restaurant, to be able to have the opportunity to almost imagine anything and have it be produced without compromise is huge. Very nice. Well, we'd like to get to know Crossville. Can you, Frank, why don't you give us an overview of Crossville as a company to make sure that all of our listeners and all of us are kind of have the same understanding about what Crossville does? Sure. So, well, Crossville makes porcelain tile, and we have for 33 years. But um, we are first and foremost a family business. We're owned by the Curran family out of Chicago. Um, and, and that really is where everything starts for us and, and quite honestly ends with us. So we're a porcelain tile manufacturer. We're the first manufacturer of large unit porcelain in America. We'd like to think we're America's premier provider of, of porcelain and, and all things tile related. 
when we brought these large porcelain panels into America for the first time, we, we were the, the first ones really doing this on the sort of scale that we're doing it. And it became apparent very, very quickly that in order to, to have any chance of success at this, we were going to have to teach installers that were used to dealing with tile that was maybe one foot by one foot to go from that to a three foot by 12 foot kind of piece of tile, there were differences with it. And so Crossville set up, literally set up a school in the back of our factory. Uh, we built a classroom. We trained 2,000 installers how to in, how to deal with, handle, and install, and cut, and manipulate these large pieces of tile uh, so that it went from being completely alien to a very familiar material. And that's where it is today. Frank, can you give us a sense of how tile has evolved from like you said, the the square foot tile to now these large format panels? In my oversimplified view of the world, as technology has evolved in all industries, the tile business is no different. And, and there's a demand in the market for ever larger pieces of tile, if for no other reason than less grout in there, if you will. So the tiles through the years have gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. And the technology has kept up with that. So now we're able to, you know, do these panels that we say they're one meter by three meters, but that's, you know, 10 feet by 12 feet, if you will. And, and that's even evolved now to where they're five feet by 10 feet. And we started realizing there are just more and more uses for this. We can take the thin panels and, and use them as a wall veneer where structural is not is not required. We can we can go in and, and remodel an office building almost overnight. We can we can go in and replace all the flooring and get rid of a dated floor that's in there and do it with gorgeous slabs of, you know, essentially a stone or a, a marble or any other kind of visual that you can imagine doing it. And and in order to do that, again, the, the technical people had to come in and 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 make sure that we were providing product that would perform over a long period of time and could be installed effectively. So Noah and his team came in at that point. Yeah, no, I want to hear about this because I know a bit about installing tile on a pretty, you know, sort of handy level as a DIYer. But when you're talking about 10 foot by 12 foot panels, um, this is beyond what my head can compute. So walk me through that. It's probably been about seven years now that we that Crossville has been carrying the the very first ones were about three millimeters, so it's about an eighth inch thick, uh, mainly for just for walls. Um, and like Frank said, ten to ten to twelve feet tall, a little over three feet wide. There are some that are more than five feet wide. You know, when they first came here, we had to figure out what to do with them. I think in Europe, there's a different uh, expectation. There's different construction practices. You know, tile has been a generational thing. Um, from, you know, grandfather to father to son. Um, so there's a lot more of a different skill set and a different construction background. Here, I think we had a responsibility to talk with the people who were going to be installing these material if we wanted to be successful and not fail. Um, so we really had to take us a, a little bit of a step back once the product was here and uh, realize what we had to do in order to be long-term successful. So we started to train installers. We started to listen to them use traditional techniques to kind of adapt for this much bigger size tile. 12 by 24 really is still kind of king as though we're starting to have two foot by four foot in traditional thicknesses. So 10 foot by three foot with, you know, only an eighth inch thick was a really a, a much different beast that we had to try and figure out how, how do you do this successfully. So I understand that these large format panels aren't the only new exciting innovation in porcelain tile. 
So the kind of next generation, if you will, of these large, large panels are going from one meter by three meter to 1.6 by 3.2 meters, then a little bit thicker, we say 12 millimeter thick. And, and the reason that that larger size is important, it's sort of a five foot by 10 foot, is that it then becomes adaptable to countertops. And so we have found that we believe the next evolution in countertops after granite and after a quartzite material are these porcelain counters. People have been using porcelain tile for more than 30 years. You know that in a mall, you know that in an office building, it's just basically bulletproof material. And, and it adapts very, very nicely to the countertop application as well. It provides a very stain-resistant, very heat-resistant surface. It provides a surface that is UV resistant. So if you're doing an outdoor kitchen that's becoming so popular, it's a surface that won't yellow in the sunlight. It's freeze-thaw stable, so you don't have to worry about in the northern climate, if you've got a porcelain countertop, it won't degradate you know, in the, in the deepest of winter. It's just a really versatile uh, product that also has some incredible decorative properties to it. So you can, you can for the first time, you can put a white Carrera uh, countertop in that you don't have to worry about spilling red wine on and permanently staining and that sort of thing. It, it also turns out that the people that, that do the fabrication of countertops, the regular stone fabricators, if you will, um, are able to adapt to this product very, very easily. In fact, much more easily than the tile contractors adapted to the large panels for the traditional tile application. So we're talking slabs, right? Just like big we slabs, are- yeah. Picture a five foot by ten foot slab. It's just a massive piece of goods. And is it machined and installed the same way a stone slab would be? Yeah, about the same about the same size as a slab that you'd see if you went to pick out a piece of natural stone for your countertop. Just a little bit uh, thinner. Those are usually an uh, inch and a quarter thick, and we're talking about a half inch thick. But as far as installation, pretty much the same as you do with a with a granite or a marble or an engineered quartz. I am very excited about them. This new opportunity to actually work outside of the quartz and the marble and the solid surface to go into tile where you can do almost anything on a surface now and with the high resolution impact of being able to photograph something and put it into a ceramic tile is an immense opportunity and I'm super excited. I'm actually using it right now, those large jumbo slabs that are porcelain. And it is a little scary because I'm taking a new journey with a material that I haven't worked with before, to be quite honest. But I I am very excited about the opportunity that we can move into a new direction in countertop finishes, especially for kitchens and baths being something that I do a lot. What's the response been like to thinking about porcelain tile instead of the smaller format, which we're all really used to, a lot of us have tile countertops and have had them for years, and they're amazing. I guess the install and the grout would be the issue that would affect the countertop use over time. So in a solid slab, we have none of that. Correct. On the client market side, when we get into porcelain in large formats, there are going to be budget and labor considerations that impact the project. Can you speak to that a little bit? So if we have to value engineer a product and we have more and more 
installers familiar with the project's installation values, then we can predict those and, and lead that sales. You know, we are, the, we are in boots to the ground sales for any product that we specify. We are going to be able to guide the client horse, as they say. We're directing, we are, you know, manipulating those things so that because they come to the table having no idea about what these things take to execute. So when budget is a part of the project, which it is always, um, having any time we can streamline that so that it's a familiar installation process, for example, so that more and more people are getting used to it, it becomes more and more regular, then we can bring those costs in a little bit better. But I will tell you that budget always drives a project. It's always going to. Technology is great, but if you can't understand or you can't access it because it's just outside of the budget or the concept understanding, people are afraid to do new things. So it's up to us as in the field to be able to educate and reassure them that this is what's going to look so. The more times we have an example, a finished example, and we have more installers familiar with this product and perfecting it as they go, the better the products can be, the better the budget is going to be able to contain an expense like that. So what do you say is driving this evolution? I mean, why are you so excited and involved and invested in porcelain tile as it moves, as it evolves from a traditional state to a more innovative state? Well, the thinner slabs that we started with six or seven years ago have just grown exponentially every single year. And, and every time we find a new area to use it in, it seems like two more areas pop up where, gosh, wouldn't it be cool if we, you know, did this. And now we're renovating bank buildings where, you know, they got tired old travertine slab walls and we're going in and and putting a Carrera or a a different stone visual and we're able to go in and and reform the, the building almost overnight without having to gut the whole building and haul stuff to the landfill. The evolution of that with the evolution of the equipment that makes it enabled us to start looking at at other areas. And the most logical area were these counters. And it it just seems like people, when they see it and understand it, people are adapting to it very, very quickly. And we're getting an incredibly positive reaction. So it's it's good business for us. So it's a natural and, and we're always looking for new opportunities. And what's the technology that's driving this evolution? Can you talk a little bit about that, Noah? Sure. And back to the other point, I think, you know, you, you said it earlier, people have always liked the durability and the performance aspects of porcelain tile. Grout lines were the, the thing that they wish they could rid of, which is why we're going into larger formats. And really where both the porcelain tile panels in their thinner thickness and now the countertops have come about. The evolution, like Frank said, is the manufacturing technology. So traditionally, we press tile in a die in order to form the shape. And in early, you know, 2001, 2002, the first of these technologies came out that was able to press a piece without um, having a mold and a die. And eliminating that piece also eliminated the restrictions in size um, that we had with traditional pressing options. So oh, that'll, interesting. That'll, so once we were able to have a press without limits of a die mold, then we could start to press something bigger. And we started with something thin and large. Uh, and eventually the technology kept evolving and allowed us to press something even larger and even thicker. It's kind of where we'd ended up with, with these panels and now these countertops. Where's the real opportunity for this? We're primarily out every day calling on the A&D community. So that's where we took it first because that was our natural inclination. But the reality is, is that 
this has potential everywhere. I mean, we've done apartment complexes where we've gone in and put three panels up to go around a bathtub that has old dated pink tile in it. And now it's got uh, a beautiful white marble tub surround and they're able to go in and and literally in a couple of hours give a brand new bathroom where you know again without having to pull that tile out and take it to the landfill and uncover god knows what behind the tile whether it's asbestos or other stuff they can just encapsulate it with these panels and and go on so the remodeling side is is a natural the new construction side with less weight again as a natural we're doing airports we're doing shopping malls we're doing office buildings we're doing hospitals where people are you know knocking the the bed things in, into walls and, and breaking the walls these porcelain panels are very very resistant the guy that first brought this to me said it's like giving a 14 year old boy a playstation they're going to find all kinds of things to do with it and that's exactly <laughs> what's happened and as it's it's you know, it's moved beyond just the commercial designer into the residential designer. It's the same thing. the The visuals are are so stunning. the The performance is so good. So you got this product that's unbelievably functional, intersecting with a, the the beauty of what we can do with our you know digital printing. And it's the sky's the limit. It does mean that sky's the limit. It does mean that our design process is unbridled. It means that we can really start to visualize almost anything. And to be able to have a product that is so readily available, high quality, durable, and it'll prove to have classic longevity. It's like you said, it's just made with the basics. It really does impact the way we design. It's actually, after doing this for so many years, it's now, I feel like I've had a bolt of adrenaline. I'm now excited about, I, I got to go out and get another restaurant project because I, I got I to gotta, I gotta use this somewhere. And I think that that is what, that's the beauty of of being inspired by design. I mean, I could say I could go to the beach. I'm inspired by beautiful nature. You know, I'm inspired by awesome products, you know, and it that's what excites me. And when we do our multifamily mixed-use buildings or we're building a three-story condo in Beverly Hills, now I'm thinking, oh, okay, I can clad that whole exterior in this design now and I can actually accomplish it. I know how it's going to go in. I can count on its application and installation that excites me that it, it really I can't even pinpoint one one thing or another it's just the whole idea of being able to do towering design work is really really exciting it's very very inspiring well let's talk about that digital printing what what can you do with that so digital printing is really allowed it's it was probably the first um, transformation of the tile industry, you know, in the, in the last 15 years, besides, you know, technology that allowed us to go bigger. So, you know, before we traditionally printed designs on tile, there's been a few evolutions from what we call a waterfall glaze, which gave you a single monochromatic color of four inch by four inch tile to screen printing, which kind of gave a, like how you print a picture on a t-shirt, mm-hmm. um, to kind of roller printing, which printed a design. The more rollers you had, you pushed an etched cylinder down on the tile and you used a paste in order to kind of add different designs and layer them, but you were still limited by how many rollers you've got as to how much repeat and aesthetic you can get. Digital printing really, you know, adapted from other industries, obviously like newspaper printing and those kind of things came into the tile industry and allowed us to design tiles in Photoshop and using graphic artists to, you know, really replicate. So now we can take a natural stone or a wood or something. We can really 
put it on a flatbed scanner, you know, take that pit piece apart and really reproduce it in very high definition onto the surface of a, of a porcelain or a ceramic tile. And it really has changed what we can give to the market from an aesthetic standpoint. Wow. I mean, we've talked a little bit about the innovation of these large format tile surfaces. And I want to talk about why it's important. Now, we've touched on the aesthetic um, exciting possibilities. And we've also touched on for installers how they can really transform a space with it sounds like a lot less labor overall. So that's an economic impact. Where do you guys think the real is there is there an environmental impact? Where do you think the real impact is in innovating with tile and evolving it into these large format surfaces? From a purely functional standpoint, it gives you a surface that that is very functional, no pun intended. <laughs> you know, you can put it in a mall and not worry about it wearing out. You can put it in a mall and it'll stand up to very high traffic abuse. It works. It not only works, it looks good while it's doing it. So to me, that that's the ultimate win. On the other side of this is, I mean, if you wanted to have a shower built out of a solid slab of marble, you might pay $100 a square foot for a slab of marble and then go and try and find somebody to, to hang a three-quarter inch slab of marble in your shower. You can create that same effect for a fraction of the cost. And believe me, installed, even a stone guy would have a difficulty telling it from a stone slab without all the problems of, <laughs> without all of the marble. problems of marble and maintenance and porosity and blah 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 you know there, there are places that we would have never put tile before because of the sizes and formats that we had in the grout joints traditionally tile in the united states has been in the kitchens and bathrooms um, so when you give people tile with these type of sizes and expanse to it uh, we can now start to replace less durable finishes with the more durable finish of porcelain and we can actually start to go into areas you know wainscoats and those kind of things um, that we've never been in before in, as a tile industry we've got some great case studies on our on our website um, we've been doing that with the panels for quite a long time so you know when you go to our website you can look at things like the Houston International Airport, Bush Inter Intercontinental, where they use panels, office parks all around the country, and different applications. So we've been doing a lot of healthcare lately, um, a lot of office buildings. Um, there's a great one in Miami, the Bawani Tower, uh, which is an exterior application. So there's quite a few where, you know, you can go and see these kind of new applications. Um, I would say health healthcare and mass transit, we've really seen a big uptick uh, in those type of applications uh, because of the durability and because of the things that we can replace that gives them a much better performance than the materials that they were using before. We have a, a great new mall that's being built, and I'm seeing these wonderful new tiles being used and little things like we don't go to the mall anymore as designers. You know, we go to the mall as designer builders, and we're looking at the way a facade is being put together. What are they using on the floor these days? How is that made? How, what product are they using? And I think that I'm seeing more and more of these new ideas coming to fruition in these commercial applications, which is really, really exciting. And I'm inspired by the idea that we can do technology, combine technology and classic materials to create something that's really, you know, out of this world. And I have seen those jumbo, these giant jumbo tiles going in with these wonderful liners. I mean, it's just on, on these facades with new photography, uh, everything looks like stone and, uh, you know, you know it's not going to absorb those materials, so it's going to look like that in 10 years. 
So what is necessary to support designers, architects, and installers as we move into using and specifying all of these new tile surface surfacing materials? I know you guys have a pretty robust educational program designed to support designers, architects, and installers. Can we talk about that? We, we run the gamut. We've got, you know, specifications on, on how to specify the product, and then we've got instructions for how to install the product. So we're able to go from start to finish. We can, we offer support to, you know, to each of the elements that requires the support, if you will. So as a designer looks at it and says, boy, this is nice. I'd like to use it in a building. We can support, you know, how to get it into their drawings and specs and, and how to do the details properly. And then we've got technical people that can support anywhere in America, the install side of it. So, you know, again, we, we follow the job from start to finish. So, and I, and I think we've gotten to the point now where we've done so much work that, that we've got, as Noah said on our website, we've got some fantastic case studies. So to help people visualize, it gives us credibility to see it. It has been used in this sort of fashion and, and on and on and on. I can so speak to this because this is something when it's not available, it's easy to avoid that product altogether. But when it's available, that's all you want to use and specify. So education, when I have a rep come to my office and check in with me and make sure that I'm comfortable with the material, that I've, I have an opportunity to see it installed, that I'm given proper samples, that I'm given a proper backup. For example, the fine print on a manufacturer's warranty on a material can be 10 pages. And I can venture to say, going out on a limb here, but I can venture to say that most interior designers probably don't read it. They look to their reps to help them understand those 10 pages of small fine print. So when a designer says, is this applicable to this area? Can you please educate me on installation? How much lead time do I really need? All those questions Mm -hmm. are imperative that the designer has in their tool belt. So when a new product comes out, come to my office, educate me, videos, um, YouTube, any tutorials that could help me visualize. We're in a visual business. Designers are visual people. And, and anything that can, that can be translated from a manufacturer's technological side to the interior designer's creative side, that conduit has to be always running. I should always be receiving current and updated information. And then you have the relationship side. So we have events, we have, you know, mixers so that I can go to a showroom and understand the technological side that I can ask the questions I need to ask so that when I specify it, I don't look like an idiot, right? Yes. Um, Because nobody's going to want to do that. We're going to avoid it. So therefore, we end up avoiding the product altogether. That's not a good thing. It's so important that even this morning when I went to Crossville's website, I was incredibly impressed by the ease at which I could navigate the site. In fact, I ordered 10 samples this morning. I was able to locate my closest vendor, which happens to be within three miles of me. Uh, I called him. I said, I need these three, uh, these 10 samples. He said, okay, I'll have them Wednesday. I've got them. You know, it was just absolutely breathtakingly easy to be able to navigate. And then, you know, of course, being able to click over to their videos, I was very interested in seeing the technology side and the delivery side and how they move the product from point A to point B. Um, these are all things that I, I have I hold in dear value um, so that I can do my job uh, in a way that builds confidence with my client. 
What kind of feel are you guys getting from the market? Like, how is it changing and responding? Do you still feel like you're in the education phase where you need to get the word out about these products? Or do you feel like there's a buzz and everybody's responding and starting to think and visualize ways they they can implement the new aesthetic dimensions that these products offer? I think there's probably a different answer for panels and for countertops. Panels took a lot more education to the market because those large sizes and the contractors, tile contractors, weren't used to them. So we really had to take the time in the beginning to make sure that we had the infrastructure to the market. So Crossville actually led, you know, led a charge to get a product standard written and then an installation standard written. And like we talked about before, you know, having this school um, and working with our industry partners to train contractors. So it really took a few years to establish an infrastructure um, around kind of building the base for this to be a long-term successful category. In the beginning, you know, we could get the product specified because it's beautiful and it's large and it's, you know, what it, what it looks like is, is easy to sell. But if you can't get somebody to put it in, that we can't be successful. So we had to make, we had to spend a little time making sure that, you know, the setting materials, the tool manufacturers, uh, the tile and the contractors were all kind of working together to, you know, give the designers, architects and installers everything they needed in order to be successful. With the countertops, it's a little bit easier because I would say, you know, it's like the natural stone and engineered quartz materials that we're working with. We have to take a little bit of time to convince them that the material that we have, which is a higher quality, we feel, than some of our competitive materials, um, that it's easier for them to work with. But they're excited. I think, like anything else, it's the question of, you know, do you enjoy being on the front side of the trend curve or, you know, are, are you kind of resistive to change? So, We've definitely talked to some people that are like, we think this is going to be the next big thing and some that are still resistive. So we're pretty sure it's going to be the next big thing. So we're taking that route and trying to find partners that are willing to walk down that road with us. You know, from my standpoint, it, it is new and exciting. And, and we've just barely begun to scratch the surface on this. So the opportunities that we're not even thinking about today are going to be moving to the forefront tomorrow. So it's just always fun to be at the leading edge on these things as as new innovations move forward. So I think just that in and of itself is pretty exciting. The thinner panels, we've really just started getting going and it's it's become a significant part of our overall portfolio in a really short amount of time. And, and we feel like we've just gotten started with it. The countertop portion of it and the 12 millimeter, same thing, we're, we're just getting started. Designers and architects, it's their job to envision things that don't exist. So if they were to try and use your products in a way that have never been used before, are you guys up for the challenge for figuring out if and how it can be done and then supporting them in that journey? Oh, absolutely. And I, you know, Noah, Noah referenced it earlier, but we're, you know, when we first started down this path, as he said, we we had no jobs, so we had no pictures, and we couldn't get any pictures because we had no jobs, and we were <laughs> we had to catch twenty two of all time. But but now we're we're pretty far down this road, and and again we we've got a ton of collateral material from you know actual case studies of actual projects with photography and what went into it and what the thought process was and all of that to tons of of job shots and you know we we've just got a lot of supporting material these days so we're light years ahead of where we were when we started but you know we we can help turn dreams into reality Laura where can we go to learn more about you and your work 
Well, we'd love to have you over on our website at www.fourpointdesignbuildalloneword.com. And you can find us on our blog, The Four Point Report. And please, we'd love to have you over on our social handles at 4PT Design Build, um, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and Facebook. Well, where can we go to learn more about these porcelain tile panels and countertop slabs? So the most logical place would be to go to our website at crossfitlink.com. And there's a ton of stuff there. And then there are also dealer and distributor locators on there. So no matter where you are in America, we've, we've got, um, you know, we've got somewhere nearby that you can, you can go see or have somebody come to your office to help you learn more about Crossville and Crossville porcelain panels. At Crossville Inc. is our social media handle. So all those places that you do want to find us, that'll get you to us. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for your time. It's been fun. Hey, thank you for listening, everyone. We want you to be a part of this. Please visit Neocon.com and check out Neocon's blog and its social channels to stay up to date on what's happening in the industry and to tell us what you want to hear. Please subscribe to Neo Conversations on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find me, Amy Devers, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Amy Devers. And be sure to check out my other podcast, Clever, for a window into the humanity behind design at cleverpodcast.com. Neo Conversations is a production of 2BDE Media, and this episode was edited by Rich Straffolino.